We are through three games into the regular season, and the Lightning have already started their nonsense. We talk about all of that coming up and more. But first, let's play that music. You're Locked on Lightning, your daily podcast on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Adam Danker. Thank you for joining us on this episode of Locked On Lightning. But before we get into today's headlines and news, we'd like to remind you that today's sponsor and today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NHL for $20 off your first purchase. On today's episode of Locked On Lightning, we're taking a glimpse at that game on Sunday against the Ottawa Senators, in which the Lightning were thoroughly outplayed out up in Canada, 5-2. to two. We also take a look at today's game against the Buffalo Sabres. Can the Lightning bounce back in that one? We shall see, because it's it's a very tall task for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, to, to, and, and this shouldn't be no surprise to, to any Lightning fans that, he had this three-game stretch against three teams that the Lightning have struggled against uh, in the last couple of seasons. And was I surprised about this loss going up into Ottawa, especially on the second leg of a back-to-back after losing to Detroit? No, absolutely not. Uh, if, if anybody's been watching this team for – at least the last year, you should know that it's really started to become a tall, a tall order uh, to ask for a win when the Lightning are playing against a team like the Senators. And even in years past, uh, not even just just going back further than last season, the Lightning have just not played well against these other. I can't really. I, I would say at the time they were lower tier teams, but. Now, as we all know, these teams are starting to catch up. They're starting to get better, and but they still have that fight. They still have that grit. They still have that that ball of energy that they carry with them throughout the course of a game. And with that, obviously, brings a ton of confidence. And you saw the exact opposite on the Lightning side on Sunday. I mean, listen, I'm going to be honest, and, and if you've been a listener of this show for quite some time, you know that I'm brutally honest on this show, and I respect that out of our listeners as well. If you look on YouTube, a lot of them feel the same way. This team just – you could have ended it after 3-2 at that point. That's just the way this team was playing. Um, you kind of would have figured after the first period what kind of game we were going to get, and I know Cooper said it in – I think it was today or I, I forgot, but there was a clip I saw today. I doubt it was today. It was probably yesterday or uh, even Sunday night. Cooper came out and said, oh, you'll look at the box score and see 17 to three and automatically assume that's why you lost. That's exactly why you lost. And listen, I, I know Cooper. He's been in the game for a while. 800 games. Had a ton of su- success. He knows how to try and spin it. Trained as a lawyer, 
before his hockey career started. And I get it. He knows how to spin it. He knows how to, or at least try to attempt to, but come on. Look at the box score. You can't tell me that 17 to three didn't play a favor in the first period. You can't tell me that 17 to three while you're down one going into the second period didn't play a factor into this game. And on top of that, I mean, this team didn't really do much of anything to help Matt Tompkin out, who had his first career start in that game. What a what a great way to 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 start off his NHL career. Listen, as I stated at the top of the show, I mean, the the silliness, the nonsense, if you want to call it, with this Lightning team, it's already starting up. We saw it last year in certain spurts. Honestly, the, one of the worst games of the year was was a February game against uh, Ottawa which they got thoroughly embarrassed. I think the score of that game was 7-2. And a lot of things with what the Lightning have done in this game can be traced back to the last year, just just not getting off to good starts. I mean, I'm going to hammer home that point until they actually start to do it consistently. Uh, zero, Zero net presence just looking for just the perfect shot in the offensive zone and yes i'm a big believer of of getting those high quality shots that's great but when you're when you only have three shots or or less in the period and you know it's not swinging your way you got to change things up And yeah, as you could tell with the shots, as the game progressed, the Lightning got more busy. But it didn't mean anything. It didn't mean anything. Like I said, 3-2, we could have penciled it a a W for Ottawa at that point. And this was before the third period. And some of you might say, well, listen, they were only down by a goal at that point. There's still a lot of hockey left, a whole entire period left before we could even say anything about this game being a wash, it was a wash. Brady Kachuk did whatever he wanted to do in this game. That that first goal from Tarasenko, that was ridiculous. The first goal from Kachuk as well. I mean, just two, two chances where just everything broke down in front of Tompkin. And to be honest, yes, he, he should have made you know, the save on that Kachuk goal. I think that really that was on him. But like I said, going into the regular season, especially with Vasilevsky out, it wasn't, it, it was going to be on this team to pick up the pieces, to not be perfect, but have moments of perfection. And really, we only saw that on the Sorelli goal. That, that was a phenomenal give-and-go, a tic-tac pass between Radish, Janot, and Sorelli on the on the rush. Uh, Sorelli having the wherewithal and, and poise to, to finish it. Especially when things aren't going your way at that point in time. But really, overall, this game was just... that This was... And I'm glad this happened in Game 3 of the season 
Now, whether or not we see a difference against a lowly Buffalo team right now, and I say that lightly, given that that Buffalo team is only off to an 0-2 start, and the Sabres are another team that could do exactly the same exact thing that we saw the other night that Ottawa did to the Lightning. And it's one of those things where we're already having listeners in the comments section. If you haven't already, please go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We have listeners in the comments section. I mean, I, I tried to hold back on the criticism, at least through the first week with this team. Uh, the, the lines are just been, you know, still not understanding why Chernak is on the third line. He was our best defenseman last year, and and you have him on the third line. Perbix has not really done anything to, to impress me thus far this year. He had that that those first couple of months to begin the season last year. Obviously very impressive. Cooper really likes him a lot. And I think that's why he's on the first line. I think he's banking on, you know, Hedman having a an entire summit arrest. Pretty much kind of looks like he's back to his old self. You know, I'm not gonna 100 percent say he's back just yet, but show does show flashes that he is sort of getting back to his old self. Perbix made a really bad turnover in the zone that led to a goal. I think it was the Kachuk goal, if I'm not mistaken. I think if you see another performance in which really Perbix, you know, isn't earning that first first line burn, move him down to the third. I'm sorry. I, I know the guy, like I said, I, I, I know Coop has kind of a soft spot, it seems as though, but There really should be no reality where Eric Chernak is on the third line with DeHaan. I, I just don't understand that whatsoever. And I like Radish a lot. I don't have a problem with him on the second line with Sergachev. That's a perfectly fine duo for me. But not only has Chernak proven that he could play up to that level on the first line, I mean, him being the one of the senior defensemen on this team, I think he's deserving of it i think he's done enough to prove um and then on top of that you got stam out who who has looked through the first two games that like he was going to be he was back to his old self or he was at least starting to kind of do other things and be more of a dynamic player i'm very curious to see how the team responds tonight and we'll talk about more of that because you know as optimistic as I try to be with this team when they have bad losses like that, like the one we saw on Sunday, oftentimes, especially last year, you could look, they followed up with another stinker. Um, and, and that's not really something you want to see. That's not something that I would imagine that the Lightning are going to be any type of enthusiastic about because – like I stated to start the season and to start this road trip, you know, you really should be coming out of this road trip two out of three. But if you go back home without picking up one point, and yeah, we got Thursday with Vancouver at home. That's a winnable game. I'm not really concerned about that. But then it ramps up really, really, really quickly. Saturday, you got Toronto, and then the following week, Carolina. 
San Jose, yeah, should be a painless game to a certain extent. But then you got Seattle coming to town to round out the, the month of, of October. So, like I stated to begin the season, this was a road trip that was going to really get a test of lightning early on. And so far, it's it's shown, and I know we're not even through the first five games of the season, but it's it should be an eye-opener. It should be an eye-opener for not only Lightning fans, but for the players and for John Cooper that maybe we should change things up. Lineups, you know, we I'm not saying let's trade guys or get rid of guys, but let's let's change thing change things around, especially with with Stamkos being day to day and and Vasilevsky being out for the long term. So we'll see what happens tonight. We'll we'll pick that up on the second segment and talk about that game in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about our friends over at Game Time now. If you haven't heard about Game Time, this is a phenomenal app for those of you that want to pick up tickets last minute to any sporting event or comedy event or any type of event. Listen, when you want to go out to a game or to some sort of event, you shouldn't have to worry when you're buying tickets uh, if you're going to get the right price or getting ripped off or or right seats. Game Time is fast and easy way to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you with killer last-minute deals, all pri- all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I was able to buy tickets last minute to Lightning Rangers at Madison Square, Square Garden last year. Got awesome seats for an awesome price, and you can too. So download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NHL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-N-H-L for $20 off. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So, as always, I want to thank everybody for making us your first listen of the day. And if you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. Give us a follow if you prefer to listen to the podcast on whatever audio based app you are on hit that notification button so as soon as the newest episode drops you shall be notified and follow us on our social media pages we are posting content daily definitely don't want to miss out on that lo underscore lightning on x formerly known as twitter as well as locked on underscore lightning on instagram so we just got done unpacking very briefly because I think we could all agree that Ottawa game just left a very bad taste in our mouth. And I know that there are going to be some Lightning fans that are going to say, well, Stamkos didn't play, lower body injury. He's not playing tonight. So Lightning got to figure it out. And this isn't like it's the first time this team will be playing without the captain, okay? they We have seen our fair share of games in which 91 has not played so the lightning just need to figure it out i'm sorry that's just no more excuses there's there's really no excuse at this point this is a veteran group yes you have some new faces the goaltending situation's a little hairy um to be honest i wasn't really crazy about tomkin playing on sunday uh it's the second leg of a back-to-back so it is what it is but we got johansson in in net tonight so and and he has really done 
a lot in his brief amount of time in net this season, to which he has very much impressed me. Uh, like I said, in a Detroit game, even though he did uh, not pick up the win, I thought he made a lot of good saves. Uh, the team just did not produce in front of him. And, you know, there was only so much he could do in that game to keep it close. And he did. And the Lightning couldn't just – they just couldn't get the job done. Uh, but the Lightning, that's the beauty of hockey. You get to – you know, it's not like football where you got to wait a week uh, after a bad loss. They get to pick it up uh, two days later on the road to round up their, their, uh, their road trip against Buffalo. And I've warned – everybody going into this this road trip that this was going to be far from easy for this team uh to pick up these wins i like i said ideally and I, I still think this i think that if you hit the reset button i think this team could go in two out of a three uh obviously now we're just hoping for one and it's going to be a tough task to ask tonight because like i said no stamkos the lines, in my opinion, are a little weird right now defensively. And this Buffalo team is one of the better teams in the league right now. Uh, I said it last year, and I'll continue to say it. If they get their goaltending situation figured out and they get more consistent goaltending, and because everybody forgets this was one of the, if not the, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, one of the, uh, highest scoring teams in the NHL last year by a lot. And this team, they they got weapons on every line. That first line is scary. You got Skinner, Thompson, and Tuck. Cozens on the second line, who is just an incredible player to watch. Uh, you got Greenway, Benson, Middlestat, Gergensons, Jost, and Ocposo. And, I mean, the defensive lines don't exactly get any easier. You got Dolan and Samuelson, Power, Clifton, Johnson. I mean, the names go on of guys who could bite you on whether it be defensively or offensively. And, really, that's where the Lightning need to, to see that. They, they need to recognize that this is a situation like theirs. They have players that could score. It's just the goaltending situation is just really funky right now. And I think that the right thing now, this is easier said than done, and I'm sure I'm beating a dead horse at this point, but really what it comes down to is the Lightning and the Sabres will have the same game plan. They will have the same exact game plan tonight, and that is to start off fast, to get things out going, puck possession, dominate. you got to dominate it. Uh, whoever I think controls the neutral zone tonight will win. Uh, the Lightning are pretty much Jekyll and Hyde in that regard. Uh, you know, some games, like I said, opening light, opening night, they looked spectacular. At the same time, we have to remember that was Nashville and not Detroit or not Ottawa and definitely not Buffalo. Um, and they're going to have to do a good job of helping out their goaltender. And if this team doesn't play well in front of, of Johansson, like I said, he has the talent and has shown it that he is, he, he can to a certain extent bail out the team. But at the end of the day, if the lightning don't put up the goals and they don't play the way they're supposed to, 
and they don't take care of the puck, this is going to be another long night. And then you're going to have to sit on this. And yeah, Thursday should be a winnable game by all accounts. I mean, if the Lightning don't win Thursday, then we got some real problems. I still think, you know, as we all have kind of said, and I'm sure you've heard from other outlets, minus Vasilevsky, this still this team is still a playoff team in my mind. In my mind, so they should play like one, and they've played like one when they've not have Stamkos too. Yes, it is a tall order, tall order to to have both those guys out at the same time, but it's nothing that the Lightning have not handled before. And you have more weapons, I think, this time around than the Lightning did back then. You know, you got Hagel, you got Paul, Janot. What you see now from Janot is what we all expected last year. We all knew going into the season to a certain extent that the chances are were more likely that he was just going to play the way he was supposed to play, and he hasn't disappointed through three games. But it's the defensive side of things. It's the puck possession. It's other aspects of this team, like, for example, Kucherov in that Ottawa game was just pretty much nowhere to be found. The big guns need to come to play tonight for the Tampa Bay Lightning. You're one of the best teams in the league and definitely one of the better teams in the division. And the Lightning damn sure need to start acting like it and start playing like it. So let me know in the comments below, what are your predictions for tonight's game? The Lightning are actually, last time I checked on the FanDuel odds, they are actually the underdogs, which is good. Not by much, but still, uh, that's good. You know, come in with that underdog mentality, uh, come in with low expectations, walk away with great results. So we'll wrap things up in just a little bit. But first, let's talk about our friends over at FanDuel. Now, like I said, the Lightning are the underdogs tonight. So definitely you want to throw in some money before those odds change, uh, especially with Stam out. The odds will probably be as good as they'll ever be for the Lightning unless they're playing absolutely horrendous down the stretch, which I don't think they will. But if you don't have a FanDuel account, you definitely got to get one now because right now new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get your, your $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $500 bet. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. So wrapping things up on the show, I mean... You know, I hate to be Mr. Negative, but at the end of the day, I think my my negative comments are very much warranted. And yeah, I, I, I think at the end of the day, when you look at this Tampa Bay Lightning team, I think if I had to be a fly in the wall in that locker room and I had to guess what this team is thinking. Going into tonight's game up in Buffalo, I think that really I could confidently say that this team is just saying to themselves, let's just get a win tonight and get home. Let's just get home 
and figure it out there. And, you know, there's no fault in thinking that way. There's no fault in saying that. But when you're a team that has as much talent as Tampa does, and yes, the, the rest of the division has caught up, and that's that's good in terms of the competitiveness. But the Lightning can't continue to go on stretches. You know, I, I don't mind. I will say this. I, I, I don't mind wins and losses. I especially don't mind losses as long as the team plays well. You know, I'm definitely willing to sit here on most nights and most losses and say that if the Lightning lose, the other team was better. Saturday, we said that Detroit was just simply the better team. Detroit was impressive. I mean, Ottawa Ottawa was impressive, too. I'm not saying that they didn't earn that victory fair and square, but at the end of the day, there was definitely a lot more that I think Tampa did not show us. And so what I'm really saying is that I'm just, I'm just tired of these losses from this team that just has immense talent and they're not showing us all their cards. They're not they're not showing us their full potential. And that's the most frustrating thing. Because I guarantee you, if the Lightning come out tonight and play the same way they did on Sunday, which I doubt they will, I guarantee you in stereotypical Lightning fashion that Thursday they will blow the doors off of Vancouver. And that will be the most frustrating thing is because it will have confirmed that this team was holding back. And at the same time, if we all know the the common mood around this Tampa team is when they have runs like this where they don't play well against teams that they should really be playing, treating these games as if they're playoff games. And then you go into a team that you're only going to see one one more time in Vancouver. Everyone's saying, oh, man, the Lightning are back. No, they're not back because if they lose tonight and they play Thursday and win, that don't mean jack squat when you're facing off against Toronto. So I guarantee you, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to bet on it and I don't want to jinx the Lightning, but at the same time, I would not be at all surprised if we see a regression on Saturday. And that's what I'm looking at. I'm looking at Toronto. I'm looking at Carolina. And I'm looking at Seattle from now until the end of the month. Anything in between, really, and, and I felt this way if, if you were listening to the show. If you're new, by the way, thanks for tuning in. But I've been kind of hinting at this, if not flat out saying it since the schedule or the beginning of the September came out, that when you look at the schedule to start the season, the big games that we really were looking at and really focusing on was this three-game stretch against your divisional foes, Toronto, Carolina, and San Jose. I didn't expect the Lightning to win all those games on the road trip, on this road trip. Absolutely not. But at the same time, yes, a good team, Vasilevsky or not, 
Stamkos or not, finds ways to win. And that's what you got to do. That's what this team has to do. Anything in between Carolina, Toronto, and Seattle outside of a two out of three road trip should have been a gimme for this team. Now we're already still talking about can they win tonight? And I guarantee you, the game against Vancouver, I don't think that's a – it's a gimme on paper, but it's not a gimme on the ice. Because the way the Lightning played this past weekend, yeah, there was moments in that game against Detroit, and I think the shining spot in that game was obviously Stamkos two goals, Paul two goals, and the way that Johansson played. And that's it. That should have been something that you could carry on into Ottawa with you, regardless of the loss. And it was a complete regression. And that's the thing that is most frustrating, like I've said. I know I'm beating a dead horse with this this topic, but it, it after a while, because this was the entire, entire topic of conversation, at least on this show last year, was that we're, I'm tired of seeing this team completely start over. But there are no changes in the lineup to be made. As my listeners have said, and like I've said, Hagel should be on the first line. No doubt. There, there, there should be no question on it. There should be absolutely no discussion should Stamkos play on the first line. I don't care if he scored two goals. Okay? And now at Stamkos out, Alex Barre-Boulet is in the lineup, which is great. I, If you've been listening to the show for a while, I am the biggest ABB fan. I think, out of this fan base. I've advocated for this guy to be in the lineup for the last two years. And, you know, I, I like what I've seen out of Glenn Denning on the fourth. I like Morella as well. Watson, I like him in certain spots. I, I like, you know, his vision. But at the same time, John Cooper, if he really wants to see different results this year, it starts with him. And you got to see Barre Boulay on the fourth line. You got to see Esamont and Janot maybe play higher. When Stamkos comes back, I think it should be him, Sherry, and Paul on that third. I don't think that's a problem. Or if you want to put him on the second with Sorelli and Esamont, I don't mind that either. But you got to fix the defensive pairings. And tonight, Chernak is on the first line, thank goodness. And then you got Radish on the second with Sergachev and Perbix on the third with Bogosian. Um, we've seen, I, I we posted something earlier today uh, that was slightly different from that. Um, but either way, uh, if, if Chernak's on the first line, and Perbix is on the third, I think at least that defensive uh, groupings are good enough to help out in front, especially against Buffalo. So we'll check back tomorrow, see what happens with this, but uh, we need to see a complete 180. And like I said, it's frustrating as hell that we're talking game four of the season. We're, we're having this conversation three games into the season, going into game four. So we'll be back tomorrow to do the recap of this game as well as, you know, hopefully talk about a lightning win. So in the meantime, in the meantime,
go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Give us a follow wherever podcasts are distributed. And like I said, we'll be back tomorrow and dropping a new episode on that. So in the meantime, that's been it for this episode of Locked On Lightning, part of Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Danker. I'll talk to you in the next one.